welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. And- I'm Charles. Hey, what's up? Charles is here. I am so excited to do this one. I feel like it's been a minute since we did one. But we're talking about Poison Ivy from 1992 with Drew Barrymore and Sarah Gilbert and Tom yeah. Skerritt, the this, weird dad. This was, <laughs> this was a movie that actually got made. <laughs> yes, directed by Kat Shea. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know. We, we've really been on our, like, questionable 90s current day themes but like are such good films kicks so before this we had fear and then we had the crush and now we have poison ivy and i, I want to do single white female i think oh, we talked we talked I about that movie so that's i think going to be next so i'm really excited so so this is really all about female empowerment <laughs> is what <laughs> this is what i think because at the end you know it's usually like it's a very it's a very like empowering kind of kind of story we should do Thelma and Louise too oh my god we have to i know like there's so many great we're going to just keep on this kind of theme i guess the ones that we do together <laughs> the episodes Ooh. we do together um but yeah, what have you been up to lately? What have you been watching? Have you been watching or like reading anything interesting? So I've been so I've um so I've been in this weird funk on YouTube where I've been looking up videos of giant squid. Um, what? Okay, so apparently like a giant squid was not filmed like on camera until like the year two thousand like thirteen, and so. Uh. And so like they have all these like amazing like like deep sea like. videos of like people like you know filming giant squid and um they're like you know they're like 20 plus feet long and um you know they're they're pretty terrifying (laughs) wait so how come no one got them on film before 2013 oh because they live like in they live like pretty deep in in the ocean and um like you know, like, um, like, you know, like carcasses have been like washing up on, on the, on like the beaches for like, you know, centuries, oh, but, um, and they've never been able to like film one or see one live. Yeah. And then like within the last like 10, 10 years, like, um, they've like gotten like, like four or five, like, you know, like, uh, like videos. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. So that's cool. Oh, I kind of want to see that. I, there is there is a weird. Um, I also watch like those weird like nature kind of videos. Like I get into like a K hole, you know, because then it like yeah. starts recommending you like more things, and I'm like, okay, okay. And I I really like watching cheetah hunting videos. So oh, like, yeah, if okay. anyone knows any good ones, like make yeah. a YouTube playlist and share it because <laughs> I love watching like big cats hunting and like safari videos. Like those are always cool. But, um, and like moms and like cubs and like all yeah. that kind of stuff. But yeah, oh my gosh, that's so interesting. But I was just going to say, like, I was watching Planet Earth the other day. I think I was watching the one about like the lions and cheetahs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can you imagine being a kid now and having this kind of like wildlife show? Because when we were growing up, we had like, we had the ones from the 80s. You know, they were cool, but now yeah. they're so detailed and like they're HD. They're so close. Yeah. I'm like, how do they film this? And they like beautiful voiceovers, David Attenborough, like perfectly explaining everything. Yeah. Um, well, we had David Attenborough back then too, but like, um, he, um, I don't, I don't know. Like, um, it's just, um, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just, it, it feels, feels well, like there, there's also that series on Netflix called night on earth. I think. Oh yeah. Which is, like, 
just all of like animals that like you know come out at night yeah um and like the photography is just so awesome it's it's, it's incredible yeah, yeah what they can do now it really is so it's it's if you have not seen any of those shows like they're definitely so awesome like just even see a lot of animals that we wouldn't even see in the actual world like i think they caught the snow leopard like things that no one's ever been able to see on film yeah and then they caught some another like few animals or like different patterns that they make that we've never seen we've heard about it's really cool so yeah that's awesome so that's what you've been watching yeah anything yeah. else um well i um have uh um i have just i have discovered the monstrosity that is bachelor nation Oh my um, god. <laughs> Charles got sucked into Bachelor Nation. This is what quarantine uh, that's still lasting when you get to like the end of the internet. Yeah. I'm on I'm on the Love Island train. So look, I we're, I'm right there with you like at my shame level, but I um yeah, I um I I I I got to the point where I was just like, well, I mean, I've never seen Bachelor in Paradise. So why don't I just watch the season of that and see what happens? <laughs> and so, um, and so I did, and then you know, but when you watch Bachelor in Paradise, you don't really have any like you know, like uh, like um, you know, like reference to, like who these people are. So I was like, yeah, because they, they expect that you've been watching. So I think that like they think that you know already. Yeah, and their history and like all that, like the challenge. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I picked up on the challenge late this season, and then I was like, oh wait, I haven't been watching it for like ten fucking years. Yeah, so I have no <laughs> idea what the beats are, and like, oh, they dated. Oh, okay, they're married now. Okay, like it's just really weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's um these these like these like people are I, I never realized how big it was because like all these people are like verified on both Twitter and Instagram. Oh yeah, I mean, oh yeah, it's a big deal. And like they all live in Los Angeles now, so like yeah, it's like a big deal. It's like a definite kind of like a, a whole like ecosystem within itself. It's yeah. Really yeah I, I love island i don't think it's quite like that but i think i watch the uk ones mostly and i think i'm not we're not in the uk but i think in the uk they're all like a big deal there like they're oh, all okay. verified like they do like ads you know like hmm. for sh clothes or like whatever it is but yeah so they're trying to do it here trying to keep up with the you know it's whatever it's not we have sensors you know like yeah. it's not gonna be useful but but yeah, so I'm excited that I watched Poison Ivy just now. I mean, I've seen it before, but I'm excited to kind of like get into it again and like kind of look at it from another point of view. Yeah. Now that I'm like, kind of dissecting stuff. So what did, what are your first thoughts on it, Charles? When did you first see it? So I wasn't, I knew about this movie, but I wasn't, I hadn't really seen it before. Um, oh, before I told you just now, like you'd never completely seen it. No, I I think I might have seen like a like a like like watched like a section of it, like like it's it's oh. point, but I not watched the whole thing from like beginning to end. Um, oh wow! Okay, cool. So my um so um so I guess like my first thought was it sort of felt like a sort of felt like the um it sort of kind of felt like the the movie Parasite. Like just in terms of like the story, yeah. um, and um, and it um, but I, I I have to say this kind of story is like one of my favorites. The story of like kind of an outsider who like works their way into a family and just basically yeah. and just basically completely destroys them. So yeah. <laughs> like, 
It is um, really cool. I do yeah. I do also like that kind of story as well. Like and it's also kind of weird too when it's like the when it's the other way around, like it's like we're gonna talk about single white female and also almost like the crush. Like yeah. someone comes into like this already pre existing like ecosystem and like they fixate on them and then they kind of like tear their family apart through them like it's still really same with like fear too yeah like they got involved eventually in the end and they were just like all it was just yeah it's a really weird dynamic when there's like one family that you're like dealing with but Um, yeah it's this um this also reminded me of the of the uh of the movie the hand that rocks the cradle oh yeah god Um, i haven't seen that in a really long time i um i believe that the motivation in that movie is like revenge based instead of like just you know you guys have stuff that i want yeah so um but um um that's cool though yeah yeah. you've just seen it now Mm -hmm. like like fully and like known that it was like did you know that drew barrymore was in it before or you just like yeah Yeah. okay yeah i was gonna say because i i've seen I, I mean, I was going to say, for my first time I saw it, I rented this when Netflix was, like, discs. Oh, okay. And did the mail away because I remember hearing about it, and they were like, oh, Poison Ivy is this really good, like, early Drew Barrymore movie. And I was like, okay, cool. So then I ordered it, and I saw it, and I probably watched it, like, maybe twice, I guess, when I had it. Okay. And then, you know, we sent it back, but I hadn't seen it because it's never on, like, streaming. Like, you yeah. never see it on, like, Netflix or, like, yeah, I don't think it's on Prime, is it? I don't think so. So I, um, so I, when um, you told me you wanted to do this movie, I like searched through Prime and Hulu and Netflix and YouTube, and it just was not there. Yeah, so, it's um, one of those sleepers. It's almost like an Iraqi film. It's like a lot of people who've seen it have either seen it on like YouTube. It might have been uploaded. It might be on some streaming site somewhere. Like I don't know, but a lot of people already know it because it's kind yeah. of a cult film. I got this. I bought the DVD of this because it was like four dollars or something. Oh, okay, nice. And I was like, sweet. I also bought the crush too. Okay, um, cool. So I was like, I was like, oh, cool. I'm gonna buy these because sometimes people are like, oh, why do you have DVDs? I'm like, because some things are never on streaming. Like yeah. Larry Clark's Kids isn't on streaming. A lot of times, like different some other like SLC Punk is never on streaming. Sometimes it's on Netflix, but mm. it's like not enough for me to like. There are movies that I want to own, you know, like uh, Larry Clark's Bully. Too. I also, um, yeah, um, a couple weeks ago, I sort of got the urge to watch the movie California. Oh, and, I have that. Oh, you do? Okay, because I was having trouble trying trying to find it. Um, yeah, I think it, I think it was on Prime. Oh, okay. Or it actually might actually be maybe not Netflix, but it's somewhere because I was like, oh, this is on Hulu, or like I was really surprised to actually see it. There's another film that he did called Too Young to Die with Juliette Lewis, Brad Pitt. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, that's like uh, as same the same too. Like they've done a few things together. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um I was thinking about Brad Pitt the other day. I mean, I'm never not thinking about Brad Pitt, but I mean like his movies. Yeah. I was just like, <laughs> like oh, oh that's right, he did this, he did that. Like some weird movies that he did in like the two thousands. I was watching that CNN like documentary of the, of the movies. Mm-hmm. which is really cool. like goes decade by decade and they had like brad pitt in there they had a few actors like somewhat but they were showing the movies that they came from and i was like oh yeah like tom hanks was in a whole bunch of movies like philadelphia and you know like they were going through all those and in the 2000s they had like oceans 11 and like how that was a big deal that they were all in that and everything so yeah it was kind of weird did they um, do did they, they do three oceans movies before didn't they do what 11 12 and 13 oh, yeah i think 
I think so. And then they did Ocean's 8, which is the one that has all the women, right? Yeah. It was back, though. Yeah. It was like Ocean's 8, yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing now. I think they're doing another guy one. Like, probably. Or maybe they're oh, going to yeah. have them in one. Like, they're going to blend the two. I don't know. Okay. Um. Let's see. Oh, yeah. I also have... This is a real story of female empowerment. I would love a male version of this story. Like, a oh, male... Yeah. Like, two men. I feel mm-hmm. like it's always, like, kind of... Um, it's always two women, I guess, because it's just really easy to illustrate like female bonding and like a teenage girl and like another teenage girl, one who doesn't have many friends. Like, it's really easy to kind of sell that, I guess. Yeah. If it was two two young guys that are in high school, but I'd be curious if if this ever happened. In, yeah. Like, in a way, but. I'd just be curious of that story. Um, And then I said, and they made two after this. They made it like kind of a trilogy. I think they didn't mean to, but they were both straight to video. I have not seen them, but I've seen trailers for both. And no, like it is not on par. Cat Shay does not direct them. And Alyssa Milano was the Ivy type character in the second one. And Jamie Presley was the Ivy type character in the third one. It's almost like what they did with Cruel Intentions. Okay. You know how they made, like, two or three? Yes. But, like, they were not attached to, like, that first classic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I... So, yeah, so they did that. So that was also in my behind-the-scene notes was one of them, which was um, the original ending that they had for the film is the Cat Shea really wanted Ivy to get away with it and be, like, hitchhiking down a road. Okay. And which I think obviously would have been like really fucking cool if she, yeah. if she just got away with it and just was like left. But New Line, the production company, this is just all from like what I read. Um, they insisted that Ivy be punished for her crimes, like her to not get away with it. She's a naughty girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> like know. she has to be punished. You know, we can't tell people that they can do this and it's okay. <laughs> they just get Ooh. away with it. <laughs> so um, even though that would have been way more interesting. But like, um, so then that's what they did. They like, you know, had her die. Sorry, spoiler alert if you haven't seen this film. Um, they had her die at the end. But then New Line wanted to revive the character and wanted Kat Shea to like be involved. And I was like, well, if they already decided to kill her, what were they planning on doing? Yeah. How are they going to revive the character? I mean, I don't... If They should have had it like Kat Shea originally wanted it if they wanted it somewhat open. Because then it would have been easy for you. She just went to a different town and then you could yeah. like have Drew Barrymore in it again. But now when they wanted her to be punished so much, but then they wanted, oh, they're like, oh, we want to make it a trilogy. Kat Shea said, no, she's like, I'm not going to be involved. So then she wasn't. And then she said she later regretted it. Cause like maybe she could have done something cool yeah. for the other two. Like who knows if she had to write it. So, um, so yeah, that's one of my notes that I had for my, for behind the scenes. Um, do you have anything? Um, so apparently this was also partially based on a true story. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, so this is me dr- stealing the note directly from IMDb, but, um, it was, uh, based on an experience that producer Melissa Goddard had when she was younger. She had a friend stay with her and her family and eventually the friend seduced Goddard's s- 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 stepdad. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's literally like a '90s like Cinemax movie, like After Dark, <laughs> which is essentially what this film is. Yeah, like yeah. let's let's be real, like that's kind of like the way they filmed it too. But um, but yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, 
Oh, and apparently this is also Leonardo DiCaprio's first movie as well. His first glimpse, I think, as a feature. Mm -hmm. Like, I think walking out of the school, literally just walking down a set, not even a set of stairs. I don't think you even see him that fast. He just, like, walks out of the door with, like, a rugby shirt on and, like, jumps down and, like, that's a, like, no talk, no nothing. But he's, like, credited as Guy (laughs) in the the credits in the end. I was like, oh, so they had to get in that, like, he was in it. I was like, he didn't even have, like, he wasn't even there when that dog was dying. In the very beginning, oh, yeah. kids are standing around. I was looking to be like, oh, wait, is he here? Maybe he's here because those kids don't talk, but I can see them. But no, he wasn't even there. He was literally just in that bit where he like walks out. But Leo was already on Growing Pains, so I think he was already on TV okay. at that point. Because he was like, I don't know, at 92? Was he like 15 or something like that? He was like old. Not old, but like he wasn't a kid. So, yeah, it's really funny. And I, I, I guess he made what's he Gilbert Grape, like, the next year or something? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, what was that, like, 93? I think was so, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess so then. He was nominated for an Oscar for that, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, I, um, I, oh, so Sarah Gilbert was nominated for an Independent Spirit Award for this movie. That's cool. She was really good. Yeah. Um, I really like her. And so she was on Roseanne at the time, so, like, she was kind of the draw. yeah. Yeah. yeah, because Drew Barrymore was kind of like, well, no, she was also a draw too. Yeah, but I think Drew Barrymore was like, she was young, like she was in ET, you know, and she was like a kid, and I think she was in something, something else she was in too when she was really um, young. Which she was in Firestarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say something in like the early '80s. So yeah, then I think this might be the first thing she did as like somewhat a teenager. Okay, right? Because I think because we were talking about it before off off air that like she had this very tumultuous childhood like in and out of rehab like really young so i think this was the movie she probably did like after all that because she was emancipated at 15 and she's 16 when they when they did this okay so um so yeah so yeah that's so it was a big deal i guess that she was like doing a more dramatic role but she was really good in this yeah yeah i I thought i thought so um Oh, I have a. I just have a note that said producers wanted a teenage fatal attraction. Mm. So like this is kind of this is one of the early ones because the crush is in ninety five or no ninety four ninety three ninety three whatever it's 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 after this yeah so like fear was in ninety six mm-hmm. so like this one well, I don't even know when fatal attraction was was that in the eighties was that like eighty nine I think it was eighty seven. Okay, so then it had been out, but I know, like, what was the other one there? Basic Instinct. Yeah, and so I think that came out the same year as this. Yeah, like, 91, 92. Yeah. That was, like, the other one. Michael Douglas was, like, the king of this genre for the adults. Yeah. <laughs> he was literally in, like, every, every like, erotic thriller. Like, Michael Douglas was there. There were also, like, there are also a couple of those, like, Alec Baldwin movies. Like, you know, like, you know, Sliver and, you know, like, Malice and... Like, yeah, you know, I don't think I've ever seen those. I I don't think I ha- have either. I think but, Sliver's on Netflix. I think I bookmarked it because I was like, "Ooh, this looks cool." It's just like one of those '90s like thrillers. Yeah, I think that's one that takes place in like a luxury, like high-rise apartment complex or something. Oh, they always do. You know what? I just watched. I just watched The Devil's Advocate oh. with Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. Have you seen that? Yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's fucking. <laughs> whoa what the <laughs> fuck was that shit i was like this is some weird culty shit like and keanu reese has definitely done some weirdo films in like the mid 90s yeah. like between speed and the matrix 
Because mm. I think essentially, like, after he turned The Matrix 2 down, Hollywood was like, oh, really? Like, because they thought that he was going to be like, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. Or, <laughs> so then, anyway, so then he was just, like, doing a bunch of, like, really cool random shit, which I think is what Keanu does really best. And then, of course, he did The Matrix, which was fucking dope. Yeah. But he's a really good, like, strong and silent type, uh, like, action hero, like John Wick. You know, like, mm-hmm. he's just really good at that. But I want to I wanna review Point Breaks. I love Keanu. Oh, yeah. Um, I want to see, what's that film he did with River? Not Idaho. Isn't it, like, Parenthood? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was River in that? Or yeah. was just Keanu yeah. in that? Yeah, it, yeah, it's good because uh, Diane Weiss and Martha Clinton are... In, in in that too. Wait, and River Phoenix is in that, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, I want to see that. That's in the eighties. I don't know if I'll review it, but I actually want to see that. Yeah, is that that's from the eighties, right? Yeah, I think it came out eighty nine. You know, and say. Oh, okay, cool. Um, sweet. Oh, and I have also that the budget was three million dollars, which is like kind of high, I think. Yeah. For back back then, and then I am. It only made one point eight at, at the box office, but it was only in like twenty theaters. It was okay. like a super limited release, so I don't think that's that bad. Yeah. For there to be like that many theaters, like I think it's one, pretty good. One point eight million also was a lot more like m- money. Yeah, that, true. You know, like, yeah, true. Went went farther. I mean, I, I guess he kind of had. I guess I would. Was probably split between like the producers and you know the and like the actors. Yeah, they filmed it in L.A., so I don't think they had to like. No one had to stay anywhere. They yeah. probably like were living at home and they could just drive to the sets. It wasn't like they had like to go to location and like pay for that. So like three million seems to be like they had to have the house really. Yeah, they kind of needed to rent that house and then you know rent some like other not really just the streets and stuff because that's the only place you really see and the tattoo shop you know all that. Yeah. But um, yeah. Do you have any more behind the scenes notes? It's all about it's no, all I really... no. I don't. I don't believe so. Cool. Um, cool. Cool. All right. I'm gonna get into the plot points. Okay. So, the opening titles are really weird. Oh yeah. So we have this like sultry, erotic jazz music. Yeah, this then... weird sax throughout <laughs> the entire thing. I was like, um, this and is then... weird. And then we like have this very, uh, this very like suggestive shot of Ivy on a swing, and um, <laughs> like um, you know, and um, like her Gilbert doing doing a voiceover, and um, it's just it's it it, it certainly sets a tone. It definitely <laughs> does. Like, and it's it's really like her description of Ivy. Yeah, it's just like. She was just like wild and free and blah 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 and like I and immediately and I was just I wrote like Ivy's outfit like her attitude she's got these like brown cowboy boots and then you don't really see her face and the end you see it's like Drew Barrymore with the most like amazing hair ever yeah and she's just like hey <laughs> <laughs> she's like and she just every okay uh you know spoiler alert every outfit that Drew Barrymore wears in the entire film is so awesome yes like. Yes. Like, it's I, almost to the point where I couldn't even keep up. Because I, every time she was on screen, I was like, she looks amazing. I felt like, um, I don't know who did the, like, costumes for the, this movie. But, like, I thought that whoever did was just, like, brilliant. Yeah, like, no, I didn't. I actually have to write it down now that I now that you bring it up. Mm-hmm. But um, 
I, I was like, okay, well, I was like, well, we'll actually get to the the fashion. But uh, I wrote Cooper reminds me immediately of Jane in Daria. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also kind of, uh, and also kind of like, uh, just like who she is. Like she just, and also reminds me of Daria too, because she goes to this like private school. Okay, so apparently we meet Ivy in like the principal's office, kind of like outside, and she's just like what happened to you? Like, what'd you get in for? And then she's like, Oh, I called in a bomb threat. (laughs) Like on my dad, who's like this newscaster who in back then he would be on like, you know, now he'd be on like Fox news, but apparently like, uh, this like newscaster, he had an editorial and he talked about how like teenagers like shouldn't get driver's licenses until they're 21 Yeah, because they're hormonally unstable. (laughs) like you're about to bang a teenager like i don't even i can't even like get into this like you are so wrong like that this dad all right yeah this dad has got like super issues and she i mean it's nuts so first of all i don't think that ivy is i don't think she really goes there what but do you think she does ivy i I don't know. I had, this, like, I had the suspicion that she didn't, but she did come from like the office, right? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, she. We did get like a backstory, but I just, I don't, I just don't. The aunt, I, at some point, but I just don't really believe it. Like, no, because like, she's like, oh yeah, my aunt doesn't care, like where I am, but she never moved like a suitcase in when she moves in with them. Yeah, I mean, I. It's very possible that she was is just a drifter who like you know floats from like town to town and like just kind of shows up at high schools and you know kind of like <laughs> you know like yeah but it's a pub it's a private school yeah okay. so i think she's on like she's on a scholarship yeah i think because that's what she tells them and then that's what like it, the parents um, are like it, they're it, like impressed by it it is possible that she's also an undercover journalist he's trying to <laughs> <laughs> like in Wet Hot American Summer, where <laughs> yeah. I forgot what I think it's like in the Netflix show where like Elizabeth Banks is like this older, like she's like a a journalist, but she's like di- like disguising herself as like a camp counselor to like write yeah. this really stupid article about like how to be like what's going on in the summer. It's really funny. Yeah, there there is also that Drew Barrymore movie, Never Been Kissed. <laughs> oh, that's right, which I haven't seen. It's, it's I'm just talking um, to die about that in the last one. It's it's weird because it's like a it's supposed to be a lighthearted like comedy but it's you know it's kind of it's kind of dark yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like some of these other films have been like now that i think about it like this this movie is like pretty fucking dark like i mean we know anyway that it is it is dark but it's really dark Mm. um so i wrote like it's kind of she called her uh the bomb thread into her dad's news station kind of badass yeah um and then we get to like the first weird thing is like the dad is picking up uh i'm coop is what they call her i mean her name is sylvia sarah gilbert but coop i think is what they call her so um so coop's getting picked up by the dad and like this bends or whatever and then she's just like (laughs) like ivy comes down with her and they're like oh cool we're gonna be friends and then she's like hey can you give my my friend a ride and she's and it's like this super weird scene and she's then ivy's like i get car sick like i need to sit in the front and i was like okay this is all right (laughs) okay this is weird and then i was like she's definitely like older they're supposed to be 17 i think okay and i was like she's definitely just seems like she's like 25 and she's done this before yeah like it's it's very possible (laughs) yeah so like i was like i was like okay where is she going and then he like 
doesn't he does he does he take her home she goes to like one intersection or something oh okay yeah it's like it's super weird but i was like okay weird scene in the dad with the dad in the car and i was like yeesh um and then of course coop tells ivy that she's adopted yeah and that like ivy is not her real name so we know that and she's like oh no i like ivy because she's like oh what's your real name and then she's like i like ivy it's cool so because she has that cross that ivy cross tattoo yeah uh, it's like a peel on though right yeah yeah it's a real one later um and i was like this is i was like this is so weird we also find out that she has money because we go to like her house and we see this like giant house that she has, which is really like on this hill, got these huge windows. It's really cool. Yes, so I um, it inter- it's not my favorite house. Like I thought the architecture was like a bit garish and it was of, pretty over the top. Yeah, yeah, but like um, but like the view from the mom's room, I, th- I thought was really great. Um, the windows were pretty i mean and like the windows in in the house in general because even the living room they have that big window yeah yeah they just have these big like huge glass and like curtains yeah like a very big windows um yeah and you know i guess you get like a great view of the city and like the hills like so were were they in like they're in the valley i think oh the valley okay I think they're in the valley, like, on the other side of the hill. Because they're not looking into, like, Hollywood. Okay, okay. Yeah, they're not in, like, Beverly. They're not in Beverly Hills. I think they're in the valley side, which is still cool. I mean, they're still in the hills and stuff. Because I know when the dad was at work, and or they had the party or something at the house, and one of the guys was like, oh, hey, how are you doing, man? Oh, I thought you'd own, like, half the valley by now. Oh, okay, okay. Like, I think that station must be in the valley, the new station that he works for. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting the impression of that that's the case. But um, and then we see uh, her mom, Coop's mom, and she has emphysema at 38, yeah. which is so crazy that she's that young and that she has it. Um, so she's she kind of like said that her parents were her adopted parents. And then we find out that she's that they're her like birth parents. Yeah, and she's like super embarrassed by them. And then it's just like Ivy also says that her mom died in her 40s. I think like alcoholism or like mm-hmm. or did she commit suicide or something I, like that yeah it, it she was a little vague i um I, I sort of got the sense that like um you know because ivy just tends to lie a lot so i just didn't i don't know i, I just didn't I, or she tends to lie and like tell a lot of like half truths like just in general so i yeah we don't really know what's true yeah um so i mean it's possible but i i, I just i don't know I, I, I guess she's sort of a distrustful, like, protagonist or, you know. Yeah, totally. Uh, but, yeah. Um, and then she kind of, like, just moves in. Yeah. <laughs> like, she kind of just, they're like, oh, yeah, so Ivy just is staying here now. And then we get one of my favorite things in 90s films, a fucking shopping montage. Shopping montage. <laughs> a good 90s shopping montage. Um I, and I just wrote, oh, a 90s montage. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, over the next few weeks, Ivy moves in, goes through the mom's clothes, and just wears the fuck out of all those outfits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, those look so good. Um, and then I said, why is the dad so leery? Like, just in, just like in general, it's just, I guess they're just kind of trying to make it, I think this is my hot take on it is I think that they're trying to make it seem like the dad is like sexually frustrated because the mom is sick. Yeah. Is that kind of like what they're trying to 
like aim for here that like he doesn't have a mistress. I mean, they could easily have had him with like a girlfriend when the show's like when the movie started. So that means you could tell that he was actively cheating on her, but I don't think he's actively cheating on her, but I think he's kind of like frustrated that like, she's very sick and you know, she's like in her own room and she needs oxygen, I think. So it's like, and I think that he's also just like really stressed out about work and like you know in no way is this an excuse but i'm just trying to find out like the reason for like why i think that they're trying to paint what why he's doing this like that's what he thinks but he knows that it's inappropriate because she's like at school with his daughter yeah yeah Um, so really weird (laughs) yeah it's not like she's like someone who came to work at the house or something or like an au pair like, where you know she's, like, over 18, you know, and he just has this affair with this woman. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just really strange. But, yeah, but, yeah, the fact that they're in school is just really weird. And then I wrote, um, I was, like, the mom becomes really attached to Ivy. And it's, like, Ivy's kind of, like, the kind of daughter that Coop isn't. Like, she's very, like, glammy. And she's, like, you know, I guess has more similar interests with the mom, like being glamorous and like super feminine and everything. Yeah. And in the beginning, I think Coop says that like she told her, she told her mom she was a lesbian just for like laughs. Mm-hmm. Cause she was like, I just wanted to make her like really pissed off because her mom, I guess was like super, you know, like she was very much into like wanting her to have this like typical kind of like suburban life. And she just wasn't kind of like that. Like Coop just wasn't that kind of a daughter. So then when Ivy comes in, she kind of is like, Oh, I think she's kind of like the daughter that she wanted. And they kind of have this like weird bond for a while. Yeah. Which is kind of strange. Um, and then they, the girls go to, like, a tattoo shop, and they're like, oh, we're going to get tattoos. That whole thing was so weird. And then Ivy, oh, like... that guy was so gross. That like, guy was so gross. <laughs> and then, like, Ivy just starts, like, unleashing on Coop. Like, yeah. she's just like, I'm really fucking sick of this. You're just like, you know, you're just like a trust fund kid. Or you're just like this rich kid who's, like, trying to rebel. And, like, you don't know shit about anything. And then she's just like, this is, like, probably, like, one of my favorite things that, that happens. Like, what interactions that happens is that she, like, like uh, Coop is like, all right, fuck this. I'm, like, leaving. So she leaves. And she's like, hey, can you give me, like, 40 bucks? I don't have any money to pay this guy. And then Coop's like, yeah, why don't you suck his dick for a discount? <laughs> And then she's like, what? And then she, like, comes over and, like, gives her the money. And then she's like, hey, one of those was 100 <laughs> Give it back. <laughs> and then she's, like, holy on to it. And they have this weird tug of war. Like, that's probably one of my favorite scenes. Yeah. Like, I think it's really funny that they, like, have, and then they kind of, like, make up. And then they're then she gets that, like, peace sign. Like, who gets that peace sign tattoo? Yeah, I do like that, um, like that bit of dialogue where I, I, I was, like, I'm the asshole, and then Coop's like, but you're still my best friend. Yeah. That's really funny. And I wrote, does Ivy personally prey on girls with no friends? I wonder Um, if that's, like, if that's one of her motives or something, or if she even knew this girl. I mean, my guess would would probably be yes. I mean... Yeah, how could... You couldn't with anyone else. Yeah, I mean, this kind of scam probably wouldn't work on someone who's, like, a lot more socially, like, you know like uh you know like adjusted i guess do you think that this was a scam or do you think she like what do you think she honestly wanted did she want the dad to like marry her like what Um, did she really want Did she just want to like get rid of the daughter it's it's weird because like it's 
it felt like a scam, but it didn't seem like there was like an actual goal. Like she just wanted. Yeah, right. It wasn't money. Yeah. Like it wasn't anything like that. It was like almost like a single white female. Like she wanted to like embody this woman. Mm-hmm. Almost like he wanted. It almost seemed like Ivy wanted to become the mom. Yeah. Like after she died, she wanted to like be what she used to be. Yeah. For to him, like it's really weird. That's very strange, but maybe that's because she just never, I mean, she never had any kind of love, Ivy. Mm-hmm. So like, she obviously just looked for validation in, like, a completely wrong places. Yeah. And that's kind of, like, what happened to her. Um, or what happened with her and why she acts the way she does. Yeah. And then I wrote, okay, then you get to, like, the dad is at work, and he's, like, hitting the button in the elevator, and then he, like, smashes his hand by the buttons and it all like the glass breaks and it's like bleeding on his hand yeah and then, and then like he's at work and another co-worker comes in and it's just like hey like you know what's going on and he's just like super fucking stressed out and i wrote is he a sociopath does he want to leave his wife yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like does he, i think he's like frustrated that his wife is so sick and he's just yeah. kind of like Fuck. i was like this is weird on on a personal note, as um, I I I really I identified with the other coworker in the scene as someone who just like comes and is like, hey, what's going on? And someone just like unleashes all their personal problems on you. And you're just like, uh, <laughs> uh, I I just wanted to know what you wanted to get for lunch. I don't want to hear all this. Like, <laughs> is that what happens at work? It, 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 I mean, you know, it, 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 this happens to me at least twice. <laughs> I really imagine Charles's work to be like the office, but every time I like picture that and I mention it, you're just like, it's not that fun at all. <laughs> like, it's so, like, we don't have meetings like the office, like, oh, where okay. it's like, no, like, no, it's not like that. I like to just, I um, want to think that people who work in cubicle jobs, like, or like multi office jobs are like the office. <laughs> There, um, there is this, um, so, so there is this thing in my office called the water club where like you have to like sign up to like drink water out of the cooler. And, and there's like this guy, he's like the water club, like chairman or like head of the water club and he takes it really seriously. And so like, you know, he'll like send out these emails and he's like, dear members of the water club, it's come to my attention that people have been not replacing the the um the jug of water after after one has been emptied i'd like to remind people that <laughs> this is one of your prime duties as a member of the water club you know? what? <laughs> so wait how do they know if you like how do they know if a person who isn't in the club just comes up and grabs a cup of water well you you don't um but um yeah so like can this guy can the president of the water club see the water cooler at all times or no no, I mean it's not. It's I mean the like water coolers are kind of like in in the kitchen, but like unless you're like in the kitchen, you can't really see it. So yeah, so like what the fuck? Anybody could go in. Are there some people who aren't in it who just drink from it? Um yeah, and uh, you know, and then we get those emails too. Like you know, it's come to my attention that people have been taking water who are not in the water club. <laughs> <laughs> How do they know though? Um, I think they have spies. Like they're like narcs. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Office politics, man. It's it's kind of crazy. I mean, um, I mean, I, I mean, you know, I'm I, I'm just saying. I I before this, I I took my water for granted, but I do not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, and I wrote. Uh, okay, back to the after the dad is 
pulled that weird shit in the elevator. Uh, I wrote, sometimes this is really shot like a Lifetime movie. And like, yeah. we all know I, I love a good Lifetime movie. I think we even talked about this before. That it's just probably the style of filming. I do like the way this this story was and this film was done, like editing wise or like cinematography wise. There's some really cool shots yeah. that, that I really like a lot and some like cool sequences. Um, the next bit of juicy story gossip is, I guess, Coop goes and teaches class like downtown i think yes. to underprivileged oh, youth so we have that we have that sh- um that scene where like i guess like the person who Coop is volunteering for like calls and ivy answers the phone uh-huh. and like she like says oh is you know can she come to this function on so-and-so night and it's the same night as her dad's party and Ivy looks at the calendar and says, and blatantly sees, you know, dad's party outlined, you know, like, <laughs> in like huge letters. Yeah. And, and, and Ivy's like, yeah, she's free. So. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, I'm sure. Definitely. She'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> and then of course the guy who's the volunteer comes on that night and Coop is there and Ivy's just like, Oh my god! And she's like, and Coop's like, "What are you talking about? You knew I had this party. You did it on purpose." And she's like, "Well, don't worry, I can help here." And I was like, "Ooh, smooth move, Ivy, getting her out of the house." I know. I was like, "Damn, this bitch is like crafty." <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Don't worry, I'll help out at the party. I'll drink tons of champagne, and you know, sleep with members of the house." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. God, it's so nuts. And then I was like, so Ivy gets Coop out of the house for the dad's party and purposefully dresses up in the mom's dress and looks just like her. Oh, and she looks stunning. Like um, amazing. The like 90s swoop, the like Kelly Taylor, like yeah. 90s outfit hair. Like this was very much, I could definitely see a very Beverly Hills 90210 inspired. Like that red trench coat mm-hmm. that she's wearing at some point with like that white blouse that was very Kelly Taylor. Very. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 90210. Or even Tori Spelling. Mm. Or what do you call her? Donna Donna Martin. Yes. So, yeah, I could definitely see that Two, 90210 four, fashion. Six, eight, let Donna graduate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I actually finally took me, like, four years to complete 90210, like, back in the day. Because I think you mailed them to me. Yeah, I think I mailed you, like, the first four seasons or something yeah it was when i was in california i remember it took me like forever to get through them and then i finally got through them and then i was just like god like and then i now they're on hulu or wherever they are and i like will watch an episode and i'm like these scenes are like 15 minutes <laughs> like, 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 these, these, and well, like the episodes are so long too like, like I mean, 52 minutes yeah or, like 58 i was like damn this is crazy i I do love the storyline when Kelly becomes a cokehead. It's the so- best with Colin. <laughs> it's so the one great. who essentially is like this artist for like older women. Yeah. Pay <laughs> him to like he's like a gigolo. Yeah. He's like a total gigolo, and that's how he gets blow. And then he gets Kelly is man. Yeah. I think there. I think the episode's called like Snow Job or like something, <laughs> something really weird where like that happens in the story. It's something like really strange. But um, okay, back to the party. Okay, she does look stunning, and then it's so weird that like Ivy's up in like the the room. I think in the mom's room, like kind of like dancing around mm-hmm. and kind of like doing whatever. And then the dad comes and they start like dancing and like embracing kind of in this weird way. Yeah. And- wasn't that weird? And then the yeah. mom catches them. 
yeah her mom like um, is up and she's like walking around and then she's like she totally catches them i was like oh what did, you, what did you, you think you two just got busted um uh-huh. i um on i sort of relate to this seems on a personal note for different reasons and um that was be- so okay so you know how my house is like kind of hard to find Mm-hmm. So I've been so I've been getting a lot of like Uber Eats deliveries, and so I've been using like the neighbor's house next door with with like specific instructions to um, stay in the car and to not go to the front door, and so <laughs> and so and so I'd say maybe like three weeks ago, I um I sort of just lost track. I'd ordered something like from Pizza Hut, and I just lost track of time. And, um, you know, so I, I was like, oh, they're almost here. So I had to get on my shoes and go outside. And um, I, I, like, got there as the delivery person was coming back down from the house. And we looked extremely confused. And the na- neighbor lady was out on the front porch, like, what's going on? And, and so I was like, I just got busted. <laughs> Wait, so what happened? Did so, you tell her? Oh, yeah. So um, I, like, tried to explain. I was like, yeah, this is going to sound really weird, but, you know, I, I haven't used your addresses to get stuff delivered here. And, um, and you know, like, like the delivery guy was, was was just like, you know, this isn't 7206, right? And I was like, oh, it's not? <laughs> so, so wait, was it the wrong, like, complete even number for that side, too? No, I, like, I, I like had specifically entered, like, her address. Oh, so, and, so, so weird. I had a really awkward conversation. She was like, so what's going on? And <laughs> <laughs> so did she accept it? Or was she well, just like, well, I well, she, she, she was just like, I didn't order any food. And I was like, oh, hey, I did. <laughs> so, oh, my God. This is like that Seinfeld episode where Elaine needs like a janitor's closet. Because yeah. this Chinese food place wouldn't deliver to her street. <laughs> she like been in so, editor's closet in this apartment yeah. <laughs> So I um anyway um I was like yeah sorry I've, I've been sort of using your address because no one can find my house and she's she like don't do it again. <laughs> so, oh wow! You know, I was like I'd like to see you trying to stop me. So <laughs> so um, thank God no one knows where anyone lives because yeah. Charles is at war. <laughs> she already get his fucking Uber Eats man. God, that's so crazy. So, um, um, so yes, and um, so this relates back to the scene where um, Ivy and Daryl get busted. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Charles and his delivery driver <laughs> busted outside with like Pizza Hut. She's, I'm like, bitch, I would have taken that. I would have been like, yeah, give it to me. Leave, leave it on the fucking table. Like, give it to me. I want that Pizza Hut. Mm, pizza Hut. Mm. I'm really hungry. I haven't eat, really eaten much today. I've just had a ton of coffee. So like I'm really I'm gonna be hungry in like an hour. <laughs> like whenever we like when we end when we end up stopping, I'm gonna be like super hungry. <laughs> Ooh, so good. I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna get. But wait, so now we're we're back in the house. They've gotten busted. Yes. So Ivy's dressed like the mom, and I said, then they give the mom those pills, and then Ivy comes in with two glasses of champagne. I'm like, this bitch just took a bunch of sleeping pills, and now you're like feeding her alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> like, here, let's have this. And then I love when she goes to the dad. We find out earlier that the dad has had a, has had a past drinking problem. And then she, like, has the two glasses of champagne. And then she goes to the dad and she's like, oh, that's right. You can't have any. <laughs> but she just takes it. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. And now to, to find out that it was a true story. Yeah, I like, know, right? probably <laughs> happened. <laughs> like, it's probably, like, exactly what happened. Maybe her dad even told her told her exactly what happened 
Yeah. And this was part of like writing the story because this is nuts. Yeah. And then I wrote, they serve her that glass of champagne. Um, is she dead? <laughs> um, and then I was like, okay, so Ivy's on the mom's bed and like some weird shit ensues. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say in terms of places to like hook up with someone, this probably has to be the ballsiest place like ever. I like, also wrote, keep in mind, he's totally fucking sober. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what's crazy. Yeah, totally. Um, I said, now it's gone past the point of no return. Yeah. Like, this is fucking so weird now. Um, so now this is like post, this is the next day. And Ivy finds the mom's old, like, sweet Corvette in the garage. And she's like skulking around. <laughs> and then I wrote, the dad is drinking again? Question mark. <laughs> he's in the kitchen with like a coffee cup. And he's got like absolute bottles sitting right next to it. Like, oh shit. Like, yeah. I, to, like, I do, I do like that scene when like Coop, Coop comes in. He like quickly hides the bottle and like she asks him something, and then mm-hmm. he like slips into the cabinet and like slowly opens. I know. She sees it and she kind of goes, "I gotta go." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I think he slowly turns around and looks, and he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like this is so fucked. I'm like, this is the craziest fucking story. I was like, I love it. It's so good. Um, then. Then Coop, like, finds Ivy, like, down in the mom's car, like, wearing the clothes with the fucking dog. Yeah. And then she's like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, you've stolen my dog. My dog, like, only loves me. And now, like, you're with him. So they're like, let's see. So they have, like, a competition of, like, who the dog's going to go to. Yeah. And the dog, she has, like, food or something in her pocket. Ivy does. But the dog definitely goes between them both. And then eventually sides with Ivy. And she's like, good boy. And she's like, fuck you. Oh, yeah. And, like... She- Ivy gives this really like malicious smile, like mm-hmm. after the dog chooses her, and um, takes off her skirt and throws it at. <laughs> she throws it at fucking uh, Coop. She's like, "Here, here's something I didn't borrow, or something. It's like hers or whatever." Yeah. And she, like storms back in the house. I was like, "This is crazy." I was like, "She's so nuts." And then. Coop is like walk. You see her like walking, leaving the house, and she doesn't go to school. And you see her at the rope swing, and Ooh. she's like thinking about her. And she's like, "Fuck, man, this is so crazy. This is so weird." So she hasn't even seen them like do anything. Yeah, um, but she's just like kind of freaked out. But they can't get rid of Ivy. Like it's yeah. almost impossible. She is. She is like dug into that family like 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 a deer tick. Like, just, like, she totally not, is. She is not leaving. She is not, she's like just like Jordan Belfort in fucking <laughs> Wall Street, where he's like, "I'm not fucking leaving," and he like starts screaming. That's exactly what's happening here. Like, mm. it's definitely not going anywhere. Then I have the dad comes to pick up the girls at school, and she's like, "Coop's not here." And she's like, "I'm here, and you can take me home." And then this is okay. They have this like really sexually inappropriate scene. Yeah. In, like, the rain. I was like, this is too Cinemax now. <laughs> yeah. It's too weird. Drew Barrymore's really young. And, yeah. It was a bit weird, I think, even when I saw it, like, whenever, like, ten years ago. Mm. I guess whenever I first saw it. Yeah. I mean, that's what um, I thought. It, it It's weird because, like, um, I, um, I was, during the scene, I was like, oh, God, these are just horrible people. 
but uh, it, it's like really hot too. <laughs> Dad's like not unattractive. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, forgot to mention that he's not unattractive. I mean, yeah, I mean, um, he was one of the characters in the original movie Alien. Like, you know, yeah, he's also in Picket Fences. Yeah, yeah, and I, I've never seen seen Picket Fences, but I heard it's supposed to be good. Yeah, I haven't fully seen it either. I was reading the description. It looks really strange. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I heard that, like, it's, um, I heard, like, in, like, the mid-90s, it, it was, like, kind of a popular show. It was. I remember when it was on CBS. I just didn't watch it okay. when I was a kid. I think my mom, my mom watched, like, Northern Exposure. Oh, okay. that show. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, like, some other things that she watched. I think that show was on around the same time. Because I remember, like, there were shows that my mom watched. But she didn't watch Picket Fences either. But apparently in the Middle East, it's really popular. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. So, yeah. So, it also was pretty hot. Agreed. Of course, it had to be fucking raining. But this is L.A. Why is there, like, monsoon season all the time? I I guess I guess sometimes things they, things just happen all at once. I guess, yeah. I guess it just happens in the rain because, like, why wouldn't it? It's like, yeah. let's keep the innuendos flowing. <laughs> like, fine. Have it in the rain. I, I, so I, then I, I wrote, oh, the rain weird seduction scene. And then, I, and then I wrote, upon discovery, Drew Barrymore was 16 during filming. Okay. Yeah, that's um, that's a little awkward. It's a little weird. <laughs> and then I wrote, uh, she keeps making up with Coop. Like every time that Ivy does something wrong, she keeps like, like trying to get on Coop's good side because she's always like, I don't have anyone. I'm alone. Like you're, I love you. You're all I care about. Um, and then the mom is like, you see, the mom's just kind of like, God, like she kind of knows that there's something up, mm. and I think she kind of like it's just kind of strange. She's listening to the daughter's tape that like piano tape that she made her. And then she's like standing at that window and then fucking Ivy comes behind her and like, like they're just talking or whatever. Then she pushes her, but then she has her hand. Yeah. And she like, let's go. And the mom is fucking gone. Yeah. Yeah. And of Um, course they make it seem, Oh, and, and when this happens, like when she, I think, she hasn't fallen but she's not there but then coop comes up the stairs and like here's the tape on mm-hmm. and then she turns the tape off but she walks out but she doesn't see ivy's like standing around the corner yeah she doesn't see her mom though she hasn't walked all the way out and like look out the window i think she probably thought she was like in there but then like went somewhere else but anyway so that she was there so that coop has heard this song and knows that like that's what she was listening to yeah so the mom is gone. I wrote, this is really strange at the funeral. Why is Ivy there with the family? Yeah. Um, wouldn't you think that like at that time they'd be like, okay, well your aunt, like you have a place to stay. Like we're, we're letting you go back to your aunt. Like, you know, her mom is gone. I mean, I guess the dad can't really tell, tell her to leave. <laughs> so, and I guess, I guess like Cooper won't, doesn't really want her to leave either. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It, 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 it is, it is weird. Yeah. It's pretty weird. And I wrote Ivy sleeps in the mom's bed. Yeah. I mean, super in, strange. In Ivy's defense, the mom's bedroom is like pretty awesome. Like, it is pretty nice. That fucking, those pillows. Yeah. Like, pillow so setup. and like, you know, like the mom has that really awesome, like stereo with like the, with like the heat, you know, with, 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 with like the um CD player that's like heat signature yeah and it has like that and she has a fucking tape player yeah i know 
so cool. I was like, damn, that's fucking rad. And then I wrote, um, she's acting so weird. Coop must be in total shock. I was like, she's trying to be the mom now? Question mark. <laughs> I guess. I guess they're both grieving, and you know, like, I, I guess I, I was just like, if I, you know, act like the mother, then you know, it's kind of okay i guess I, don't know. But they, I was like they slowly kind of as it says that like everything was always about the mom coop is secretly didn't mind when she got sick because yeah. things were like always about her i think she was very much like uh really dominating and like mm-hmm. very like glamorous and everybody knew her for like these kind of reasons so i think when she got sick it just totally changed her like mo yeah and like how she acted and it was like because i think the girl was really ignored the yeah. girl when she was young coop um and then i wrote uh ivy's wearing the mom's yellow dress and looks amazing oh, i fucking love that dress okay so which scene is that because i can't i can't um i can't picture it off the top of my is okay. it's when they're in the car oh right okay okay they the mom's urn yes okay and they're and they're like she's like i want to take it take take the car out and then ivy while they're driving there ivy starts humming that song that the that was on the tape that day yeah. mm. and Coop like looks over like why are you humming that that's the tape that my that I made for my mom that my dad taped for me like how do you know that and then she's like you you were there you fucking did it and then the fucking car crashes yes she's like on purpose she's like fighting with her she's like oh my god you did it you did it the car fucking crashes and then Ivy like a like savage little bitch that she is like gets out puts Coop in the driver's seat and tries to like smear blood on the fucking <laughs> On the fucking uh, windshield or like the steering wheel, mm-hmm. like she was driving. Coop ends up going to the hospital, yeah. And she's they're like the the nurse is just like, oh, she's hallucinating. She's acting super crazy. The dad comes in for like ten fucking minutes and is like, you're lying. And she's like, Ivy did it. Ivy did it. Blah blah. blah she fucking did it. And then she's like, she breaks out of the hospital, super like kind of terminator style so yeah that was pretty cool. cool like yeah like she got low and then she got into like the elevator and then she like gets to the house and okay dude the dad and ivy are just plain like banging in the living room yeah like they're, 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 i mean they just don't care anymore <laughs> she, can't, she comes home and the fact that there's a really long pause yeah but, like <laughs> you definitely know that that's your dad so I don't, and I think they're like they're they're playing on the fact that she's hallucinating after this this car accident. Yeah. So she thinks it's her mom, mm-hmm. and she's like, because they obviously like her and Ivy look very similar. And then she's like, <gasps> and I wrote this pause was way too long. I was like, why are the Ivy and the dad full on just saying fuck this? <laughs> she's in the hospital, like she purposefully like almost tried to kill her just so she could get to the dad. Mm-hmm. It was like whoa. I was like, then they get into like the full on like final scuffle. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the film is when they're fighting. And then you see that blue sapphire that that Coop always has around her necklace. And, and then like they're, she kind of exactly dies the same way the mom does. Like she pushed her out, but then she was grabbing the, the necklace and then you see it kind of reflected and it's all blue and like, looks really crazy. And then she falls and then obviously Ivy's like, Oh, and then the dad like the dad i think was looking for the daughter because yeah. i know like, yeah they were like fighting i'm like who's gonna look for the daughter and the dad like she falls like right in front of the car yeah and he's just 
Oh my god! I was like, this is a lot. <laughs> yeah, and um, there is like that. Um, there is like that scene when like they both see her, and then they kind of try and pull themselves together, and then like, uh-huh. they scramble out the front door, and they like kind of like they they kind of like both collapse on like the steps, and, like the- yeah, where it's all raining and wet. Yeah, and I was like, oh, this is so sexy, but so tragic. I and- know. Right? Like, <laughs> why are you guys both arguing about his child? <laughs> like they're, they're still acting super coupley. Yeah. Like, uh- what are we going to do about this girl? I don't know. Like, it's almost like she's the stepmom now. I'm like, what? <laughs> and, he's like, no, I'll look for her. And she's like, no, I will. I was and, like, she's oh. 16. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And then the dad like sees the bruise, like on Ivy's like chest. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, um, I guess proves she was in, she was in the car. Yeah. She was driving. Um, yeah. So I, um, cause like before that, there was that scene when like, um, Coop was like kind of hallucinating in the hospital, and she was like, "Ivy, everything is Ivy." <laughs> <You know? laughs> she, did. she totally did. Yeah, <laughs> so true. <laughs> and then, yeah, I love at the end, she's just like, "Yeah, Ivy was like literally fucking hell on wheels, and like I still miss her." <laughs> yeah, and I'm then, like, and then I guess they're supposed. And then I guess the dad's just like, "Oh, I just lost my wife and my girlfriend." Yeah, right. And, and now I'm stuck with my daughter. <laughs> I'm such a loser. <laughs> my dumbass daughter. I don't even care about because he literally came ten minutes before the end of visiting hours and then went off to pay <laughs> her friend. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? That's just crazy. That would be mean, even if she was like thirty-five. I know. Like, your daughter's in the hospital. In almost like a fatal accident with that goddamn classic car that's probably ruined. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's it's horrible. That 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 car does look like a fun car to just like hang out in. Dude, like, we had a we me and Charles uh, had a friend in high school whose dad had that car, and they could only there were three boys in the family. We were friends with the baby. I think he's the baby of his brothers, and they could only drive that car. I think when they had like their license for twenty years. Oh, wow. Then the dad would let them drive that car because his was red and white. It was older than that one, I think. It was a Corvette. Oh. I remember seeing it in his driveway and being like, whoa. Um, but yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah. But yeah, so that's uh do you have any more plot points to add? I don't think so. I, th- I think I think I think that's all of it. It's uh-huh. a great film. I mean, it really is. <laughs> I really yeah. like it a lot. Um, I don't have too much on the location and the theme. I mean, it's basically this George large spanish type house with huge windows with billowing curtains yeah which adds like so much drama and like weird cinemax after dark effect sort of has like a gothic feel to it yeah it does you know Um, and i i wrote just like i love the way the crash was filmed too how it was like slow-mo yeah yeah when they they, end like the urn and then you see them like and you see like the windshield like i like the way that was filmed and i also like that blue reflection with the necklace at the end i like the like it felt like a silent film because it would show like one of their faces and then it would show the other face like terrified and then you see the blue and like you see what it is and then it i just like that way that was filmed a lot yeah do you have any notes about the location um no not really i um i uh i thought this was Los Angeles, but I wasn't like sure the whole time. Just, I think it, it, I mean, it definitely okay. is. It was shot in LA. I think it's supposed to take place in LA. Um, cause like, um, cause like I didn't realize the, the crush took place in Seattle. So like, um, yeah. so I, um, I showed the space needle in the beginning. Oh, right. Okay. Was it, I know it was filmed in Vancouver or was that 
Oh. Yeah, that was Seattle, though, because I think they showed the Space Needle. Okay. And he's looking for apartments in the very beginning, like, when he's driving. Um, I do love the, like, patio, or just, like, um, just, like, how this house is, like, all that, like, like uh, space outside, you know? Yeah, it, it's pretty cool. And um, it just seems, it just seems like a fun place to kind of, like, wander and get lost in. Um, you know, the inside reminds me of Sarah's house in The Craft, yeah, like Spanish yeah. style and like really tall ceilings. Yeah, and like kind of like stucco. Yeah, um, yeah, it's so crazy. Um, the music we had touched on that the weird '90s sax playing throughout. Um, I wrote some random pensive '90s music as well, just throughout, but very like there's minimal music. There's just a lot of that sax. Yeah. Like just a lot of that, and then also that weird metal head in the bus that helped that gave her a ride. Oh yeah, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Like I forgot to touch on that. That was kind of cool. And then I wrote for the fashion. There's just so many. Like I love Ivy's first outfit, the leather jacket with like the woman on the back when she's on the swing. Uh huh. The yeah, tie dye cool. dress, the jewelry, the brown cowboy boots. Um, I love those like small glasses that she has. Yeah. Um, I also love how one of her boots has like a not that sort of like like been like chipped out of it like, oh, on cool. the bottom um it it, it's, it it has a lot of character oh that's cool i didn't even notice that um, i wrote she always wears red and white and black yes yeah um, yeah those um because i feel like there's at least like two or three outfits that are just like that you know yeah totally um I, or like or those like really neutral like silk 90s like calvin klein slips that yeah. the mom, I think the mom has, and then she wears like the robe and stuff too. Yeah, I love both of their hair too. Yeah, and it's weird because everything is like fit really, really well, but it's still like super flowy. Mm-hmm. So it's just it just looks very like roomy and like comfortable. And it's cool that it looks like it's like it kind of looks like it's someone else's clothes. Yeah, yeah. Like at the same time, it looks very much like oh, like is this it's it's you know it's not hers yeah for some reason i don't um, know that's what i think it, i guess it does kind of have a feeling of a small child playing dress up you, you know yeah it does like, I think that they're more adult clothes than than she yeah she has uh, ellen gross is the one who did the costumes oh okay yeah so so cool um and i wrote i love the ying yang shirt that coop has yeah i love that uh red trench coat that yeah. Abby has. I think it's the mom's and she wears like the white kind of silk shirt with that like red mini skirt and those mm-hmm. black pumps it's like so 90s it's like so early 90s executive realness yeah like, <laughs> um, it, that, that I feel like Heather Locklear's character on Melrose Place wore that exact outfit at least totally like, you know like totally. I mean like it's so good and I love the yellow dress too when they're in the car yeah. um, I love I that like neckline I also like, um, I um, really liked the um, earrings that she wore at the party. Like those like, oh yeah. Wear kind of, I don't know if they were rubies, but like those red jewels. Yeah, um, they were really cool. And then I liked, uh, I liked in the scene when uh, like her dad gives her a ride when they meet for the first time, how she's wearing like that yellow, like m- m- mini skirt with like, yeah. like um, I, don't know, I don't know what you call them. I guess they're like kind of like cut out like appliques on, on over the top. Yeah. 
And I love in the very beginning when you first meet her, she has that like red velvet shirt. Yeah. And it's like tied. And then she has like this weird like mini skirt yeah. or something. It's like a tight mini skirt. She just dresses so cool. Yeah. And then they go to that thrift store one time. And then I know that Coop always wears like low Doc Martens and like socks and like tight. She's very much like Jane from Daria. Yeah. She, like her outfit. Like she also does that thing to her hair. That she says it's a, oh, a that's weird shave. And I was like, wait, what is that? Like, yeah, it's the eye. Like oh, that okay. eye in Egypt. Okay, I get it. Um, I'm trying to think of like, what's it called? Oh, like the eye of Ra? Eye of Horus. Hor- okay, okay. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, I think it may it the same. Is it eye of Ra too? Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think I know it's the Eye of Horus is sim- uh, similar to the Eye of Ra, but I think it's Eye of Horus that she has. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, it's so cool. Do you have any more fashion notes? Um, I don't think so. Um, what are your favorite scenes? My favorite scenes. Um, I do like Ivy's death scene at the end. Like it just it just feels very like dreamlike, and you know, like I guess like. Coop like has like that head injury, so I, I just kind of love how she's like, she kind of, is kind of like hallucinating, and like she thinks her mom is there, and then you know it, yeah. it's kind of that's like. Un- I wrote that's one of mine too. I wrote the end scene. Um, and like dreamy. Um, and as 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 scuzzy as it is, I thought like I felt like that rain hook hookup scene was like really hot like, yeah it was pretty hot i have to say i mean and it's cool too that this is also like directed by a woman yeah it is. Too. um um I, I i think those are like i think those are like the two that like come to mind i wrote the 90s shopping scene because i just love those kind of like we're having fun spending money in the 90s like i, like, I love the one like i love a good shopping montage it's 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 like it's like the best part of like it's 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 like one of the best part of like 90s movies totally (laughs) it's like shopping montages and like when people are in love yeah those montages too those are always really good and then i wrote the end scene with the blue sapphire and i will add we'll add the hookup in the rain that was pretty legendary yeah i mean i Um, i mean for the time it's weird because like you it it's super sexy, but it you also kind of have a desire to bathe after you wash it. <laughs> Kinda, yeah. It's very lifetimey. Yeah. Like it's very like I don't know. It it feels very like mature. Yeah. I guess like because it's because he's like old. Yeah. And he like knows it's wrong, and it's just kind of like. Uh... But then they do it again. I know. You know well, what I mean? Like she catches them. I, I still can't get over the fact they hooked up like on her bed while she was in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she wasn't dead, which would be horrible if she was dead too. But like, it was just really bad. I wrote, okay, so what are your worst scenes? Do you have any? Um, well, <laughs> um, <laughs> what is it? It's like also the car scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That, that scene with the dogs made me feel kind of un- uncomfortable. The but, beginning? Um, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, that was like, kind of where she like mercy like, killed that dog. Yeah, um, I I did look like that kid who just kind of like popped. He's like, "Hey guys, a dog got hit. Come on!" Oh yeah, I thought that was Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Is this gonna be Leo?" <laughs> um, yeah, I um, and um, I didn't like the whole like 
battle of like, Fred, come here. You love me. No, you love me. Love, love me, it. Fred. Love me. You know, like I, I love that the dog torture is infinitely more disturbing than like this like high school girl sleeping with a grown man. I mean, you know, a grown man, a, a grown man is you know. With a sick wife, <laughs> a grown a grown man with a, with a sick wife is kind of hard to feel bad for. Sorry, yeah. um, you know, and not to mention he's like a conservative douchebag. Yeah, so, he totally is. Wants people yeah. like teenagers not to have licenses. I was like, oh god, Gross. Like, why? Who cares? Um, my two worst scenes were the car scene with the dad in the beginning, because like, ill. Like yeah. he just met her. Like that's what weirded me out. And then, and then of course I wrote the tattoo shop guy, and I was like, why are guys all so gross? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like he just couldn't be a regular. It would be weird enough if she pulled like just so like I want to be like your daughter. Mm-hmm. Like in in the in the film, you know, like if the story was going that way, like she just became so obsessed with this family idea that she wanted to kill the mom to just be in the family. But the whole like sexual component from the beginning just makes it weird it's yeah because it's like because it's like she's when she was like oh i have to sit in the front i was like okay that's already weird because you don't know him but then the way she's like looking at him and then they were talking about like do you need to buy condoms too like they just started in on this conversation about condoms (laughs) and and, like she just he just met her and like and the girl was like oh it's my best friend and then started talking about like spermicidal foam and all this like weird shit and he's like what she's like oh no it's okay it's just for a project for school and I was like, okay, this is strange. Like, this is how they intro it. So I was like, why? It just was so creepy. Yeah. I think at first, so I was like, ugh, weird, yeah. Uh, do you have any good quotes from, from the film? Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I like the dialogue that they have, like, in, like, the tattoo shop that's, like, kind of, uh-huh. kind of it's kind of like, you know, fuck you. you you're a whore. I hate you. But 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 i love you can we still be friends all right oh can i also have money sure i know <laughs> so. that's pretty good i wrote um i have three uh the famous one is like one day with the top down is better than a lifetime in a box yeah is what ivy said about like her mom like her mom just never enjoyed life like who cares if like it's raining like put the top down and fucking live your life man which is clearly what she's doing just praying on these like middle-aged men you know just like doing whatever and then i wrote what's more important death or friendship (laughs) (laughs) and then another one that she says fuck you with a limp dick (laughs) (laughs) i like those those are my Um, favorite quotes i I do also like poops like quote at at the end like Mm -hmm. um it's like after ivy's finally dead and i'm like oh thank god this movie's almost over (laughs) um but you know i i did did like how she she was like yeah you know i still think about her and you know i I still miss her yeah i mean she's super damaged yeah sure she's like super damaged and do you have any 90s moments oh yes okay so i have a couple so yeah what are they i mentioned it before but i love the mom's stereo that like that's like the yeah that that's like the heat that's like the heat activated like cd player don't they have that in nip tuck is that what they like wave it and the thing opens yeah um no i I remember being in san francisco when i was about 10 and like my mom and i were hanging out with like some cousin who one of her cousins who was like somehow related to me 
and like she she like had one one of those like stereos that was like heat activated and it just like Ooh. blew my mind i was like oh my god the future has arrived oh, um, wow. <laughs> um and then um i i did like um that scene like just before they're about to hitchhike when they like saw her dad on like on like the televisions and like the pawn shop oh, yeah, and, in the window yeah and they just like well they're just like super old tvs and they just like have like backs on them and so it's just um i, I was like oh i miss my i miss old televisions yeah i wrote the tv with the dad like at the end with an editorial is so yeah. 90s because now they have cable tv yeah so now there's Tons of people who editorialize for a living and this was like a special thing because he gave it on like the big news like the local news or whatever yeah then i wrote just the fashion was super 90s like the yeah. docks the leggings uh her we talked about it like her outfits and everything and then yeah that's all i have and i you totally right with the stereo yeah i didn't see a tv in their house though it not yeah i i, I, I neither um it's kind of surprising uh, but they would have one of those big screen TVs, like you know, rich people in the '90s would have like those big, like the ones that would stand on the ground, like they're yeah, huge. Yeah. Like, old, like they were just massive. They're so heavy too. Oh, I know. Like, they were like so heavy. Um, that's that's one of the things I do not miss about '90s televisions. Is like fucking it, massive. Yeah, I still have one. I still have like a combo VCR one, and it's only a 13 inch, but it's like fucking 50 pounds. <laughs> like it's oh so heavy super crazy well yeah that's all i have for the movie i will not be reviewing the follow-ups the sequels if you want to watch them go for it but this is definitely the standard i think and i'm super bummed that cat shay didn't get to like do any more with the story or or kind of like you know help help it move along to have another life because i think but it's good just the first one it's just really good yeah did she, of Drew Barrymore, so. did she make any movies after this that um that that we would know yeah i know that let's see i don't know the credits that she has she's done a few things i think after that she did joe's bob joe bob's drive-in theater she was a director on a tv show last exit to earth in 96 she directed rumble I uh, know the Rage Carry Two, the second oh, Carry. I I, um, I actually saw that. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, so she did that. Okay. She wrote Rumble in the Streets in '96. She also did, let's see, Nancy Drew in the Hidden Staircase. Okay, she directed that. That was 2019. That's the last that I've seen. Here. Okay. So yeah, okay. she's probably done like some other stuff. Who knows? But yeah, that movie's so good and. I can't imagine. She was also, I think she was like in some things. Yeah, she hasn't like herself as an actress. But yeah, Nancy Drew and the Hidden Staircase is the last thing she directed. That was like a PG film. Okay. For kids that came out last year. So yeah. Cool. Well, I'm super excited to talk about Poison Ivy. We're going to do Single White Female next. So get excited. Um, yeah, as always, like and subscribe. Do all that fun jazz. Listen to it wherever. Uh, if you're on Apple, then give us five stars. And uh, yeah, I will see you all on the next one. Bye. Bye.